You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That verse has taken on new meaning to me as I have had five very different children, fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, it's funny. I had my son first and then I found out I was having a girl. So I thought, oh, well, they'll be different because they're a boy and a girl. And they were. And then I found out next I was having another girl. And all I could picture in my mind for this third little girl or the second girl, the third child, was kind of a repeat or a simil- similar person to the daughter before her. And then she was born, and I think God did it so differently intentionally just to shake me up. My first daughter has long, straight brown hair, and my second daughter has curly blonde hair that they could not look any more different. And then their hearts are so different and their giftings are so different. And having another daughter after that, I knew better. By that point, I knew this sweet third daughter is not going to be anything like the other two. And she's not. She's not like anyone I've ever met in my life. And then having a last little boy, we just knew, oh, he's going to be so wonderful and so special. And he's just doted over by all of us all the time. But children are so different. How unique and perfect is God's design for each of them? So I'm so glad today to be talking about God's unique design for each of our children and how we as moms have a privilege to be able to love into each of them and serve each of them as separate individual people made by God intentionally with that perfectly unique design while still maintaining our sanity as best as we can, right? And functioning as a team as a family. So I have two wonderful friends with me today. I kind of put this together in a funny way. They're both moms of five children also. So we've got 15 kids between the three of us. The first friend, her name is Michelle, and she is back here today with us. She's been here before. Michelle and her husband have been married for 16 years. Their children range from ages five up through 11. And I have just watched her intentionally love and serve her children well. You can Follow her also at The Unhurried Farm or at unhurriedfarm.com and follow along in her journey with her children there. And my other friend's name is Noelle. She is also a mom out of five and her children range from ages 12 to 22. So she's further into the adult years than us, which I'm super thankful to have her here for that. She's been married for 23 years and I have also just been so blessed watching the way she loves into each of her children well and look forward to introducing her to you. So thanks for joining us. I know that you're going to be blessed by this conversation today. Hi friends, welcome to the Seek Holy Living podcast with Christus Faboda. I am a wife to my wonderful husband, mom to my five precious children, and a friend to some amazing moms that I can't wait to introduce to you. Mothering is not a journey meant to be traveled alone. Join me every Monday for a new podcast where you will find hope, joy, and purpose. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you so much for having me. Such a treat. And Noelle, welcome. Thank this is you. so fun. This is very fun for me today. I can't wait. Well, it's such a wonderful thing to talk about because it's part of both of what you just breathe. That as I thought through this topic, both of you just emulate this in your life. So I'm super excited to have this conversation about serving each of our children's hearts well as Jesus models for us. So let's jump in. Introduce us to your families. Michelle, why don't you start? Sure. 
Uh, well, my husband and I have been married for 16 years now, and we have five wonderful children. Their ages are 11 down to five. And in the mix, we have two children that are adopted that we adopted from foster care. Mm -hmm. So um, that's been a neat blend um, together as a family. That's awesome. And what about you, Noelle? Introduce us to your family. Um, I've been married to my husband for 23 years, and we have five beautiful children, um, ages 22 to 12. And I have three boys and two girls, and each and every one of them is special place in my heart. Mm, of course. And in our family, ours now are, we just had birthdays, so everyone just got <laughs> a little older. So we will have 12, my son is 12, and then my daughters are 9, 6, 3, and then our baby is all, will be one this fall. I can't even believe it. Uh, but what a joy it is. And we've been married for 16 years. So, so wonderful. Okay. So how do you think that God began forming this heart in you to serve your children as individual people while still maintaining your sanity? I'm going to go ahead and call us all like relatively sane <laughs> people uh, while still maintaining that in your home. Why don't you start, Michelle? How do you feel like God shaped that over the years? Yeah. I mean, I love how you use the word shaped because I think that's definitely the process. Mm. Um, I mean, I... I even started motherhood thinking, okay, all my kids, I'm going to do all of this the same and everything. And you get to a point where you're like, no, this doesn't work for everybody, no. right? Anything that's too formulaic. Oh, I think yeah. child number one, you think, oh yeah, oh, like yeah. I've got this. <laughs> and then you have the second and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And just realizing that and seeing, you know, times that they thrive, times that they don't thrive and seeing what really lights them up and what doesn't, you know, and I think it's a process of really studying your child and being a student of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, I feel like naturally as moms, we do that because we're with them and we love to see what excites them and stuff like that. So I think for me, it's been a process of really, um, just really being a student of my children mm -hmm. and honoring that and um, honoring that their individual, you know, strengths and stuff like that in front of each other. So it's like mm -hmm. this huge, neat puzzle yeah. that we mm -hmm. all, you know, everybody's honored as an individual, mm -hmm. but also, um, you know, we're a team and we need each person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That makes me think of a time in our home when one of our, we have like a very middle spot. You know, mm -hmm. because of having five. I guess you all do. Actually, we say that she's the middlest and she claims that it's such a proud Aww. place because she's the middle Aww. of the girls and she's the middle of the whole family. She's, I get to have a big brother and big sister and Aww. a little brother and a little sister. But um, there was a season where she was feeling a little bit less than noticed yes. or less than important. And I told the big, the other two big kids about it. This is something we need to be aware of. Like you mm -hmm. said, recognizing it as a whole family, serving mm -hmm. each other well. And they said, we should have a special party for her. And I said, oh. what do you think that would look like, guys? And they on their own planned this whole party for her that was supposed to be a surprise. And it was. And we went to the Dollar Tree and they bought things to decorate with. And they made special snacks and they bought her oh. gifts. And she still, it was a couple years ago, and she still talks about that. Remember that time we had the special party for me? Oh, my goodness. And it was so sweetest. beautiful. And uh, even they have, mm. but I think they've seen how we care about each person's hearts yeah. separately enough. Mm to know, oh no, we need to make sure she knows it's important that she's special. So what about you, Noel? How do you think God shaped that desire in your heart? I think God gave me my, I should say my first two and my last two are about 17 months apart, almost to the day. It's wow. very 
odd when I thought about that preparing for today, but um, having them born in different seasons automatically put it in, okay, they can't be handed, handing down clothes to either of them because they're in different mm. seasons. And especially when we just had our older two, we lived in the Middle West. So, you know, summer there is much different than summer here. And we live in Southern California now, so we can wear shorts until November. <laughs> but in the Midwest, you know, those go away at the end of September and don't come out again. So I think God had prepared my heart for seeing them as individuals by just giving them the birth dates mm. that they have because mm. they are s- complete opposite times of the year that I had to start thinking of them mm. as individuals. And I think as we've added children and our family has grown, I think I just kept doing that to see them as individuals and we do, you know, some things that somebody likes and then we do something that somebody else likes. Mm -hmm. And I think at different points in our life, we, my husband and I also made sure that we would have dates with them and just Mm -hmm. them. And so it would cost us a little bit of money until our kids could be old enough to babysit the others, but we would intentionally take them out once a month, um, to some place that was just them and us and spends that time with them. And I think that just has evolved into um, more of an everyday thing now that I, I check in with each kid mm-hmm. every day and make sure that they're, you know, if they're feeling bad or they're in a grumpy mood, okay, they're in a grumpy mood, but at least I've talked to them that day and they know that mom's around. Mm-hmm. And did you see someone else like model this for you that helped develop this way I don't think I saw somebody else do it but when I was a new mom way back when (laughs) um I was given the book five love language for children Mm -hmm. and um I read it when we lived in the midwest so it's been quite some time since that one's out I'm not sure if it's still readily available or not but um it tied right into the five love languages that my husband and I did as a young married couple and so it helped me I look at my kids mm-hmm. and see, okay, what are their strengths? What are their weaknesses? Mm-hmm. But also, how can I talk to their heart? Mm-hmm. Um, and when talking to their heart, it goes kind of hand in hand with discipline because, you know, you're talking to their heart and you're praising them. But if they need a correction, you need to do it in the right way and not be, you know, out of left field mm-hmm. into their life and completely demolish anything that you have in their life. Right. Or just be completely ineffective. You know, if you have one exactly. child that you say, like, you need to go to your room and be alone. And they're like, praise the Lord. I love going to my room and being alone. Oh, yeah. I just won. You know? Yeah. So if you do, you need yeah. to know each of their hearts just for your regular day-to-day life. Yeah. I agree. What about you, was, Michelle? Was there someone who kind of shaped this or inspired you in this way? I think uh, Sally Clarkson mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. was the uh, person that, shaped this in my life, just reading her, um, I think mission of mother motherhood and ministry of motherhood books early mm-hmm. on in, in my motherhood, just, I think that just gave me lenses, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. to see my kids in that way and to honor, cause she's done such a beautiful job of mm-hmm. honoring each of her kids, I think, mm-hmm. um, and their interests and bents and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I yeah. think within that, even, even the way, you know, she and her son wrote that book different. Yes. And even honoring their differences mm-hmm. and recognizing yeah. that your differences mm-hmm. aren't less than, they mm-hmm. are different. So how do I serve you in your differences? Yeah. Yeah. And it's a it's a very well-written book. And it mm-hmm. was written, um, if you haven't read it yet, I would highly recommend that book. And she, she and her son both wrote it together. So it's co-authored between nice. the two of them when he was an adult. And um, beautiful. yeah, really well done. So let's talk about the importance of this. I think that... 
When I think about how God made our children differently, but trusted us with all of them, Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the most important things to consider their actual hearts because you mentioned, you know, discipline is important. Um, Any discipleship, how do you, how do you be in relationship with somebody when you don't know their heart? That you think about when you're when you're courting mm-hmm. somebody to get married or dating or whatever you called it, mm-hmm. you know their heart. Yeah. And that's how you learn to be in true relationship with one another. So why do you think it's important? Well, well it builds a trust. So you can mm-hmm. have trust for the little things, but you can have trust for the big things too. And there will be some big things in mm-hmm. everybody's life, whether it be a really bad relationship breakup with somebody mm-hmm. or bad grade or disappointment in themselves or disappointment in somebody else. Um, if you have that trust there, that's going to, you know, carry you through. And if Mm -hmm. you know that, um, let's say for example, one of my older sons, he really is about quality time. And so when he's feeling pretty bad, it's the time that, Hey, let's go to Starbucks and get something. And he, Mm -hmm. he can just say, Oh yeah. Okay. And he doesn't necessarily have to pour his heart out to me, but it's just that simple act of being Mm -hmm. one-on-one with him that he gets refreshed. And I think it all comes back to trusting that you as the mom are going to, um, build up whatever in them or encourage Mm -hmm. them or even let them walk on, you know, walk on their own as they get to be adults, which is a very hard thing. Oh, I can imagine. Um, but no, they have that trust in you that you can, they can, you know, always count on mom and dad and, and our family as a unit. I agree. And that also gives them permission to try things and to fail. Yes. Because if you know, I have this place to fall back on because they believe in me mm-hmm. and they know me mm-hmm. and yeah. they're not going to give up on me no. or, you know, quit on me because of disappointment or whatever. Yes. That's mm-hmm. a completely different place to come at, come from, which is interesting. That's how my family was growing up too, that we all knew you can always go back. Like they're yeah. always there for us. Um, not that my parents would want me and my husband and five children to all, you know, <laughs> come back. Uh, but, but, but knowing really that there was that safe place. And it's mm-hmm. interesting because I think our world says the opposite. I think yeah. our world says, mm-hmm. you know, don't do too much. Don't lean in too hard. Make sure you're giving them that individuality. But I think as we love into their individual self and lean into them in the ways that they need to be loved and really be present in those early years and in those, you know, pre-adolescent and adolescent years, it builds up who they are so much so that then, then when it's time to launch and to go out, I think about that verse that talks about like children being arrows in the hands of a warrior. If you just keep those arrows tight during those formative years and really know where is this arrow supposed to go? Mm. You know, how can I strengthen? How Mm -hmm. is this arrow built? Then when it's time for it to launch, it can launch with confidence, which is very different than just being one of a number. And I think knowing them also gives them the tool. No, you can help them find the tools or you can walk alongside them to find the tools with the gifts that the Lord has given them or their academic bent or their mm-hmm. passions mm-hmm. in life. If it, um, I happen to have a child who at the age of seven announced that they wanted to be a chef at a major restaurant. And I was like, okay, so we learned how to cook. And then they decided that they wanted to be a missionary. And so we learned about what that meant. And then that, um, 
when this person was young and went off on his own to on a mission, he got to serve cooking for other people. And Mm -hmm. it just is such a sweet thing for this mama's heart to know those seeds were planted, you Mm -hmm. know, 10 Mm -hmm. years ago, 11 years ago, when he said, I just want to do this. And we went with it because Mm -hmm. you want to encourage your kids to have their um, individual passions and Mm -hmm. tools and all of those things. That's wonderful. What are some of the benefits, Michelle, that you've already seen by loving into your children as individual people? Yeah. I just, like I said earlier, just, you see them light up, you know, you pay attention Mm -hmm. to what lights them up and especially using the five love languages, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of in your mind, um, just knowing, like I have, I have one child that if they're just getting a little like whiny or just tired or whatever, seriously, like I've seen it physically where I'm just rubbing, you know, that child's back back. for for even 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you see the power go back up and it's just like, I can face the world again. Like it's amazing to me, you know? And so seeing that, or like, if there's one, you know, kid that, um, is just having a rough time or whatever, just, you know, one kid loves to just sit and talk. Then there's another one that likes to just be outside and moving, you mm-hmm. know? And so it's like finding out those ways just practically um, of doing that. But I think when you go that extra mile, you know, um, it really, it speaks to them. Mm-hmm. You know, they can pick up um, when you've sacrificed something that you were doing for a second and, you know, yeah. attending to them, you know? And sometimes those things can feel like it's kind of disruption almost to mm-hmm. need to do it. Mm-hmm. But then when I step back and think, but this is the most important, this is the why yes. behind everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. Your heart is the reason that I'm doing all that I'm doing. So if I'm not slowing down enough to serve yeah. it, then I'm missing the whole point yeah. just by getting the things done if I don't have space for that. And I think um, in popular culture, sometimes it's, oh, your kids are going to be into things that you have no idea about, whether it be tech or movies or cartoons or whatever. I don't I don't say that that's true because I know what my kids like, just mm-hmm. as probably you both do. We could probably go into any clothing store and pick out outfits <laughs> yeah. for them because yeah. we know them so well. Except but, for the creative determined one who, if you did pick out their clothes, would say, that's what I don't want yeah. because, <laughs> right? I'm just kidding. Well, that's no, no but sort of, you know that yes. your child would be like that. So you're yes. like, okay, what's, is it the opposite? Should I buy the right. opposite? <laughs> maybe, maybe this time I should buy the opposite. But, you know, we, as their mamas mm-hmm. know, and I know that we are all homeschool moms, but I know that other moms who might not have the privilege of homeschooling their, their kids can have the same thing as Mm -hmm. well. Just they know when their kid is grumpy or tired, like you were saying, or they need just that extra little nice word or Mm -hmm. a note in their, in their um, lunchbox or, you know, somebody just to be at the soccer field cheering them on. That's Mm -hmm. all. They don't need to win the game. They just need to know somebody's there cheering them on. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, Today's society sometimes puts that to the to the backside and everyone needs to be the individual. Yeah, and shine, but the cohesiveness of a family unit mm-hmm. or a, a parental person in your life doing that with you, I think is really important Absolutely. to us. And it takes time. That's one of the Definitely. things I'm hearing from both of you is these relationships don't come free of time. That you no. hear people say, well, it's about quality time. Mm-hmm. And I do agree quality time is important. But if I don't have an element of quantity of my focus on them, then I can't be their student 
And I'm not in real relationship. Yeah. You know, if I was dating mm-hmm. someone and said, okay, good, I've got Tuesday from two to four. Like that's not going to work. That's not going to end up yeah. in a marriage. No. It has to have, there has to be an element of quantity involved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about Jesus too and scripture because I remember I did a study years ago where I saw, I was studying the different disciples and mm-hmm. how Jesus interacted with his disciples mm-hmm. and realizing that he treated each of them differently. Yes. He spoke to them yeah. differently. And when Peter would say some off the wall something, he didn't say, Peter, now is not the time. <laughs> you know, he, he responded to him in love and in graciousness and he answered his questions. I think about him showing his scars yeah. that he met mm-hmm. his disciples right where they were. And I just think the way that Jesus modeled the differences of how he treated each of his followers. And these are adult men. Mm-hmm. How much more so do our children need it? Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. Well, you you um, led us in prayer earlier with a scripture that I had written down from Psalms one thirty nine. Is you know I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, mm-hmm. and I know full well my frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. And I think that that's really true. He makes us all so unique. He knows all the numbers on everybody's head. We all have different fingerprints, mm-hmm. yet he loves us all the same. And I I agree that we should be modeling mm-hmm. that with our children and people in general, but our children, especially since we are given them as our as the person who's supposed to raise mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And I feel such a burden to do it so well that sometimes mm. it can almost feel too big. Do you, have you ever been there? Yes. You feel like, Lord, how, how in the world am I going to have it in me? Or thinking even fearful, what if I miss it? What if I'm missing it with one? And I just, I know for sure that God is so faithful to meet me in that place yes. and that the Holy Spirit is at work in me and will stir in me the times when I yes. need to be present differently for one of my children. Mm-hmm. One day, one of mine, I just pulled over and sat down with for no real reason on the couch and just had a, just a cozy time with it's a child who prefers physical touch and just a little cuddle time. And then they said later, um, I was really wishing that I could have some time to be close to you. And I hadn't been all morning and I was really missing it. Thank you so much. And then when they left, I almost cried. I thought, Lord, I'm not doing enough. I'm falling short. Their heart needed it. And it was like the Lord spoke to me and reminded me, no, I led you to have time with them. You trusted me and I will lead you. And it just gave me like wings to move Mm -hmm. forward into the rest of the day. It's good. He's going to, he's going to help me. I also think that he will, if we do miss those opportunities Mm -hmm. because we're dealing with another one, or maybe we're trying to get dinner or get out of the house that, um, I know for me that the Lord will prompt me later and I will go back and say, you know what? I'm sorry. I missed that. Mm -hmm. I know you were upset or I knew that you needed to tell me something. Can you tell me now? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that we can, um, still have those moments, even if they're not in the exact moments that the child would right. have preferred or right. needed. Right. But we can yes. go back and, and reconnect. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about some specific examples of what this looks like in daily life. You want to start us off, Michelle? Sure. Um, I, so a lot of my kids, I feel like have, um, the love language of, uh, gifts. Mm-hmm. And so I, 
I love, like, if I'm out and about, if I'm actually at Target by myself or something like that, you know, (laughs) um, I like to just give them little things. And this was modeled to me by my mom. My Mm -hmm. mom was really good about that. She just, I, I, you know, I played piano um, and continued through college. And I remember a couple of times she would find a piano CD that she knew that would just really inspire me. And I'd find it on my on my bed with a note, you know, and just like, that was really modeled for me. And so I try to do things like that for my kids, you know? Well, and who doesn't um, like a gift? I think I even know, the person right? who maybe that's not their spirit, like their love language, who would not be blessed by that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just those little, little gifts or, Hey, you know, let's go to Starbucks tonight and get something. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, like you were kind of yeah. saying earlier, yes. but I think just, um, having, you know, my eyes open to that and, um, and just if there's a season for for one child that's just needing some extra correction or guidance that can just feel like a lot, like that's that's a sign for me to let let's go do something fun, you know, or you know what I mean, kind of like yes. balancing that out too. So did I answer your question? Yeah, you no, perfectly. Just, okay. Yeah, what does it look like in daily life? I think okay. that's yes. Okay. Exactly. And yeah. I think you're right. During seasons that do need extra direction or correction or discipleship, yes. Jesus did life with his disciples so mm-hmm. closely. That's how he trained them. And so I think in those times, we have to lean in yeah. more. And yeah. I've even found, and I know my mom did this with us too, when there were times that I was being especially difficult. I went through a season when I was like pre-adolescent age that I would purposefully do things to bother my mom, like intentionally. And I was such a nice person. I remember when she told my grandma, I am sure Krista is bothering me on purpose. And my grandma said, no, she would not. And my mom said, she surely is. And, but so she spent more time with me, Mm. which is so okay counterintuitive. You think they're driving me nuts. I need a break. But she instead said, Mm. let's stay up and watch some Anne of Green Gables tonight. And I said, oh, okay. And I'm not annoying anymore, you know? So, and I I quit soon. It didn't take, it didn't take, you know, 30 years or 20 years or whatever. But, Mm. but I think that that is really true when we lean into them in those moments, then it will serve their hearts and make their hearts open to the growth that needs to be taking place or the instruction. Yeah. Um, what, how does it look like in your life? What is some, what are some practical examples of this, Noah? Well, my oldest son is in college right now. And so college is not his, um, his best suit, but he's mm-hmm. a smart guy. He just, classes are hard for him. He has, um, some dyslexia that we've worked through his whole time or his whole, you know, years, years as students. And, um, I can tell when he gets frustrated because, you know, professors aren't, talking to him or whatever. So lately, um, it's just been, I'll be a sounding board. So he can just say stuff to me, whether it be, you know, that whatever he's frustrated with or working out an idea. Um, I'm, I'm that person for him Mm -hmm. right now. And, um, my three students are still at home in our school. Um, I sit with them every day doing something with them and we can either be doing schoolwork or we can just be having a conversation or making a cup of tea together, whatever. So I try to check in with all five of them at least once a day. And um, they know that they can say, hey, I'm in a bad mood. And I'll be like, okay, then I'll, we'll just pray together. And, yeah. you know, that'll be fine. Or, you know, mom, can we go to Starbucks? I, I really just need a, a break, a mental break. Sure, let's go. Or, mm-hmm. you know, can we go ride our bikes together, mom? Sure. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Just something that is 
affirming to wherever they are, I think is how I um, use it daily. Okay. So another example of how you use it, that's something so beautiful when we, so I lead our performing arts program for our homeschool group. And Noelle is extremely creative and has been just the biggest blessing with costumes that she helps to bring it to life. So she has ideas and inspiration and I have ideas and inspiration. And there's a couple other moms who do too. And then they all explode and come together into this musical that we make every year. And last time we did a show, one of her sweet girls I was talking with, she was missing a ring that she had that she was looking Mm. for. And my mom was actually talking with her and she said that, um, this ring, she was like describing it to my mom who was helping her find it. And she said, oh yes, my mom um, always tries to make things special for us by giving us something special to remember it by. So it's very important to me. And talked about specifically how you make things special for her. And I just made me want to cry. I thought, oh. Mm-hmm. I do try to do that. We do um, a picture book every year. It's just of our family. So the seven of us and brothers or, you know, cousins and whatever. But they each get to design their own pages in there. Mm-hmm. And we make sure that we have plenty of things to do um, for each of them all year and to make it feel like a special time. Mm-hmm. And sometimes mm-hmm. I even ask them, okay, if if you want to do this, you need to plan it all out because yes. I'm at the point where they can start all planning and make reservations if it's somewhere or, you know, put on everyone's calendar because they can Google calendar everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at that point, which is lovely. So, I love that so part. Um, but they're starting to do it as well. So Well, and you're training that in them, which is yeah. really special too. Okay. So one last question for a mom who feels overwhelmed by this, what final words of hope would you give to her? Just to know that she, there's there is hope. This you can do it. God gave your children to you, mm. Michelle. What would you say? Yeah, just to encourage you to to ask for the Lord's help. Mm-hmm. You know, because anytime we try to do something in our own strength, we mm. end up not having mm-hmm. the strength. At least I'm speaking for myself. Yes. So, um, yes. <laughs> you know, so if you feel overwhelmed, like wow, am I kind of like what you said? Am I am I meeting all the needs? You know. Um, just rely on the Lord's wisdom with that and take his easy yoke and not this taskmaster yes. approach, which I can easily fall into. Right. Which can be easy to do because you have to get things done. Yes. But but we can't do it in that way. I know I was thinking about the same verse while you were speaking, that that verse that says, Come unto me, all ye mm-hmm. who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Yes. For my yoke is easy and my burden mm-hmm. is light. That if our burden feels heavy by this, then we're doing it by our own power, not by the Lord's. Yeah. And we need to give it back to him. Because then it could even become an idol. Yeah. (laughs) I think along those lines, uh, uh, one of my mentor moms, when I had younger kids, she's like, Noelle, the Holy Spirit's going to come in and fill in the gaps like that Mm. spray foam um, insulation. Oh, yeah. She's like, it will fill in everything. So you don't have Mm. to carry that burden. Mm. And so I agree. That's beautiful. Perfect place to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for sharing your wisdom today. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'm thinking on that passage that says that God is able to make all grace abound in you so that in all things, at all times, in all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And that is a place where I trust the Lord in this because it can feel overwhelming. Each of our children are so different and have such unique needs. And I mean, this is their hearts. We're not even talking about that they also need to be fed and clothed and should live in a relatively clean environment. (laughs) Uh, 
but the heart is just the most important thing. But as Jesus modeled for us how he served his disciples individually, as we are discipling our children, that's what we're doing. We are raising up disciples. And God will give you all grace and all strength every step of the way. And the Holy Spirit will stir in your heart. You keep seeking him. He will stir in your heart. When you have a child that has a need that you're not seeing, the Lord will the Lord will lead you to that, or he will fill in the gaps. As Noel was saying, God is so good. I am so thankful that you could join us today and know that you will go into this week serving your children well as the Lord will lead you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss any of our weekly conversations. And check out our show notes below, where I have links to the resources mentioned on the podcast. I release a new podcast every Monday and additional content at seekholyliving.com, including a video of this conversation and a deeper dive into all things mom. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Seek Holy Living for more fun and conversation. If this was an encouragement to you, please share it with your friends. Join us next week as we learn how to open our hearts to our children's friends.